Hello, everyone. This is the Your Song, My Song podcast. Well, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone watching. Welcome, one and all, to the newest edition of the show. I am your host, Jesse Keller, and today I'm joined by Gabe Berry. Gabe, how are you? Hi. I'm here. I'm alive. Um, Yeah, you know. Another day, another episode. I am excited, though, um, as always, to join you, mm-hmm. Jesse, for our show. Was that a a report of the week reference? It was. It was. Thank <laughs> you for catching on. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, I had to try to make our uh, our show name fit with the, uh, the way he says it. Mm. Uh, so I try my best. Uh, well, you know, his uh, the whole report of the week thing, that's kind of it's kind of lengthy. It's kind of like your song, my song in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, lengthiness for an intro. But uh, how are you doing, buddy? Um, I know you had a uh, an interesting weekend last I weekend. I You haven't told me much. I just know mm-hmm. that you went to a music festival. Yes. Yes. Tell everybody about that. So, yeah, before we start off with uh, our music of the week, I want to talk about uh, my experience going to a festival for the first time. Okay. What festival did you go to? I went to See Here Now in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Very nice. I went with our mutual friend, Kyle. Oh, that uh, guy. For... Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love Kyle. <laughs> we love Kyle. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we booked an Airbnb that was about $70 a night which, you know, pretty cheap. Uh, one one small little room attached to a house, one bed. It, you know, we were just going there to sleep and then get the hell out and go to the festival, so we didn't really care about the amenities too much. Yeah, yeah, it's just a place to rest your, your legs and your feet at the end of the day. I feel that. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I kind of just want to... I, I need to run you through the entire weekend because it's actually quite funny what happens. Yeah, I, I need to hear this. So... Let's start off on Friday. We leave Long Island at around like five o'clock ish PM or AM? A uh, PM. PM. Okay. And the festival was one on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday okay. festival. Okay, okay. It took us two and a half hours to get there because of traffic. There was a lot of traffic. Thank you, New York. Gotta love that. Yeah, the the Belt Parkway, uh onto oh, the Oh, God. Oh my was, god. Yep. I'd want to kill myself. <laughs> so, so by the time we got there, it was 7.30-ish, 8 o'clock. So I wanted to go to the room and just check it out before I had a plan to actually go near the festival to like kind of scout out the neighborhood to see where we could park in the morning and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we get into the hotel room, uh, the hotel, the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. It's nice. We get our, we put our, all of our shit away. And uh, we drive 10 minutes down the road to Asbury Park. We we figure out where the good parking is, how much it was to park, um, you know, shit like that. And where the main entrance was because we wanted to make sure we were we weren't confused of where to go. And right across the street, there was this nice Irish pub uh, called Kate Marie's or Kim Marie's. And uh, we were like super hungry. So we went there. Really good food. Highly recommend that place if you're ever in Asbury Park. Okay. okay. So Friday night wasn't anything too special. We kind of just uh, got there and did our thing. And then uh, 
I thought because general admission, you know, you usually have to be there nice and early to wait on lines and things like that. And since this was a music festival, I thought, okay, there's going to be like 40,000 people here. I might as well go early and get in line. Mm -hmm. So we wake up at 830, park around 9, and we were online, you know, like 915, 930. What was the line? There was no one there. No one. Oh. There is literally no one there besides two people, and they were from Montreal and barely spoke English. Oh, my God. They were French-speaking. Oh, no. Not not French-speaking Canadians. <laughs> so we were, oh, we, were God. Trying, we were trying to chat it up with them as much as we could. You know, we obviously, Kyle and I have been to Montreal, so they were kind of like asking us our experience there. And, you know, it was a very nice conversation. Uh, they were there just to see Stevie Nicks. Right, and you trashed it. No, no. Oh, really? You didn't trash it, no. They came all the way to New Jersey to a music festival to see Stevie Nicks. Yeah, it, so the girl was with her dad. I think she was 23, 24, and you okay. know, he, was, he was older. He was like in the 50s. Yeah. Really nice. Uh, he always wanted to take her to see Stevie Nicks, and they wanted to be, you know, front barricade for Stevie. Gotcha. So we know that the opening... Uh, for the doors is 12, so we're there for like two and a half hours, whatever. Mm-hmm. The first thing we wanted to do was get some breakfast or, you know, lunch, whatever. Food. So we go in into Asbury Park and we go towards the, that was my chair. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So we go into into the food area and I got a cheesesteak and french fries. Gabe, I would like you to take a guess how much I spent on a cheesesteak and french fries. 40 bucks. You're very, very close. You're actually the closest one I've told so far. Okay, so it was $34. Holy shit. <laughs> You're not ready for for what size this cheesesteak was. Oh, God. It was probably no bigger than six inches. Are you fucking kidding? No, it was probably no more than six inches, and it was about... Not even a quarter pound of meat oh my on the God. sandwich. Oh, the thing geez. was basically just bread and cheese, whiz. And the fries, the fries were fine. Actually, they did give you a lot of fries, so I can't complain too much about the fries, even though they were probably like, you know, fifteen bucks right there. Okay. Didn't even get a drink. So, I was kind of pissed off about the price. Whatever, we go past it. We mm-hmm. explore the entire festival. We kind of just go around before it gets too crowded, you know. And while we were doing that, this band, what what are you gonna say? What was the merch situation like there? Because I've never I've never been to a music festival. We didn't even get a chance to go on the line for merch. There's basically this this huge tent that's you walk up and you buy merch. Oh, I don't know if there was merch specific for bands. Probably, but I I I did take a picture of of like the the merch that was hanging up on the wall, like a there was a poster for all the merch, and it was mm-hmm. all just see here now merch. Okay, yeah, there might there might have been I don't know could it, it, yeah I don't know if maybe bands would have their own separate booths because I didn't see any I didn't see any separate booths, so I'm not sh- I'm not exactly okay. sure. So we go into the park uh, stage area. And there's this giant statue. Uh, I don't know who the statue was of because it was covered by a giant head of Danny DeVito. Yeah, I saw that picture. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who did it, but it was hysterical. And we took a picture with it. That's amazing. 
So, you know, we walk around. There's uh, the shout out to the festival. I don't know if all festivals do this, but they had a huge water station that was free water. They weren't charging for this water. You just put your bottle underneath and, you know. You, you refill as many times as you want. There was never. They let you bring in refillable water bottles, or they yeah. just let you bring it. Okay, that's yeah. see, I that's great. I love that, especially because you're out by the shore and it was hot, probably in the sun all day. Yeah, long. it was it was 85 on Saturday and it was 90 something on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Who'd you uh, who'd you see though? Who'd you see at this show? What, who were you there for? Well, so while we were exploring, uh, we were listening to dogs in. A park, uh oh, sorry, not dogs in a park, dogs in a pile. Okay, I think, yeah, they were pretty good. I I don't know any of their songs, um, but just ambiance sounds. It was great. Okay, um, very very much a vibe. Um, so while we were doing that, uh, we were exploring the boardwalk, and right between the boardwalk and like the street, it, you know, everything was closed off. There was just vendors of like different alcohol beverages and stuff. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm pissed off from having this expensive cheesesteak and fries. I'm going to get a drink. I oh, go to the Jesse. Tito's bar. Oh, God. And order a, a lemonade Tito's because that's all they had. Mm-hmm. And it was $19. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. It was $19. That was including tip. Always tip your bartender. Always. Always I, tip you the know, bartender. I don't want to hijack you, but... um. I went to uh, uh, beginning of September, um, or technically end of August, but it was really the beginning of September. I went to see My Chemical Romance at mm-hmm. um, the Wells Fargo Center. I paid $30, <laughs> not including for, tip. For one? For, for two. Oh, okay. For two tall boys. Yeah. Of Twisted yeah, that's, that's, that's how much that's how ah! much they were going for over uh, over at Sea Here Now as well. 15 bucks a yep. tall boy. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, uh that's that's exactly how much they were over over there too. Um and it was they also had Liquid Death. I think they were sponsored by Liquid Death, the water, and those were $5 each. So, I you could get free water death. or you could get Liquid Death. But yeah, $19 okay. for a Tito's that was probably like three ounces yeah but uh day one we kind of just hung out we bounced around between the the surf stage which is the main stage and the Mm -hmm. sand stage which is the second biggest so we saw dogs in a pile then uh the opening act for the surf stage the main stage was Mm -hmm. ali and aj oh really do you you know those people you know those i do know ali and aj i've seen ali and aj live you have my first ever concert that I ever went to, this is a Gabe Berry fun fact, uh, it was Drake Bell, mm-hmm. Corbin Blue, and Ally and AJ. So like Disney Channel and Nick Stars. Dis- yeah, Disney Channel and Nick Stars uh, at the uh, at Jones Beach Theater, actually. Wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. Yep, I, I have seen Drake Bell perform live. <laughs> it was my first live concert I went to. <laughs> That I can remember. I mean, like, my parents took me to some concerts when I was, like, a tiny, tiny kid that I don't even remember. But, yeah, no, I've seen Allie and AJ live before when I was a kid. I vaguely remember it. Yeah, they were pretty good. And they, you know, they did uh, the Potential Breakup song, which is, I think, their biggest hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But from there, we bounced over to to the sand stage and saw the Surfer Jets. The Suffer Jets? No, it's... 
Surfer Jets. I think I. They they were an older group uh, Mm -hmm. of uh, a women ladies only group. Okay. I didn't hear any lyrics. Um, It was all just kind of like surfy type of guitar vibes. They were fine. That's cool. Uh, Skip Marley was on the main stage, which is uh, Bob Marley's grandson. Okay. He has his own music career, so he did a bunch of his stuff. But then he did his grandfather songs. Awesome. Which was very nice to hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Bob Marley. And he sounds very much like his grandfather, which was cool. Did he do the uh, the Arthur theme song? No. Because you know that uh, Ziggy Marley... Bob Marley's his his dad, Bob mm-hmm. Marley's son, did the theme for Arthur. Yeah, no, he he, he didn't show. do that. Damn. <laughs> okay, really... sorry, sorry to derail you. That was so so weird. No, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, my bad. I just, then we yeah. saw then we saw Boy George, the Boy George, Boy George and Culture Club. Oh my God! Yes. Really? Yeah. Yep, they were there, and it was so fun. Kyle didn't okay. know any of any of the songs, of course. Um, so he was he was kind of just chilling out, like okay, yeah, like and then clap every time a song ends. But you know mm-hmm. what? It is what it is. Boy George yeah. was awesome. He knew how to control the stage, talk to the crowd. Really, really good showman. I mean, he's been doing it for so long. You know, like it. It was just it was perfect. Yeah, he's awesome. They did. Uh, they opened up with uh, "Sympathy for the Devil." Okay. They did a cover of that. Nice. But then you know the, they saved the best for last. They did uh, "Karma Chameleon." Karma Chameleon. You come yeah. and go. They also did a cover of uh, "Get It On," Bang, like you know, "Bang, Bang It On." Gone. Get it, yeah. yeah. T Rex. Yeah. Yep. That's a that's a great song too. Yeah. That sounds awesome. They said they sound so fun. Yeah. They they were really fun. And then the the two best performances of uh, of the day were the two basically closing acts on the main stage, which were uh, Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. and Stevie Nicks. Okay. Both of them had great shows. Uh, Gary Clark was on for an hour, and Stevie was on for an hour and a half. Awesome. Both of them played their classics, some stuff that, you know, maybe more B-sides. Mm-hmm. Stevie just controls her stage and did her famous twirls like 900 times. And I and Gabe, you told me to twirl, and I did. I did. I did tell you to twirl, and I'm glad you twirled. I don't have any video footage of it because damn, uh, it damn was, you. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but I was twirling. I I did. Good. I, I that's promise. all. Listen, as long as I as I'll, I believe you, as long as you were twirling. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of a the older I've gotten. Um, I don't really like taking my phone out at a mm. concert yeah me a lot too. of people do it um my girlfriend does it and i have no problem with it because she likes taking videos of the stuff and she like watches it back she edits it i have no problem with people who do it um and i will also take videos and stuff too but i don't like having it out for the whole show mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i don't i barely have any video of of stevie nick's performance i saw 21 pilots and i saw part of the concert through other people's phones because that's all people are doing is they're just recording it the entire time yeah and i mean i don't want to get into that but i mean i'm glad i'm glad you didn't have your phone out too much to record and you you were really there for the experience yeah that's that's really one and especially for day two but we'll get into that in a second yeah 
So the end of the night happens. Uh, Stevie Nicks is about to get off stage, and she does. So Kyle and I were like, okay, mm. there's going to be an encore. Let's get the hell out of here because we were in the middle of the beach, and we had to weave through everybody right. to get out, right? So Edge of 17 ends, and then we're bolting. We're trying to get out. It took us 10 minutes just to land on the boardwalk. Oh, okay. It was crazy how many how many people we had to get through. Yeah. And our plan was uh, for dinner because we didn't eat since the, the cheesesteaks in the morning. Yeah. We were like, okay, let's get something that's not here. So uh, the both both days, like uh, traveling to and from the Airbnb, we mm-hmm. saw this place called the windmill. Literally, it's a windmill on the side of the road, and you walk up to it, and you it's hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken tenders, you know, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We were waiting. We were like four people in line. And we were the people that were like hanging out the door. So we had the door open and letting, you know, letting people in and out. And these three guys are, they're walking out with their food. They have like little cartons of food. Yeah. Uh, so two guys walk out. They're fine. They're going towards their car. The third guy, he makes it about three steps out of the place and he trips and falls. Hot dog goes flying. Oh no. All the food goes everywhere. Oh god. Milkshake on the floor, everything. Felt so bad. Everyone in line were like, "Ah, oh, shit, like that's so sad." Oh. So the two guys that were working the counter were like, "Come on, come inside. We'll we'll make you some more." And they're like, oh, "No, no, we, I have to go. I'm sorry. Like I'll just have some of their food. I have to go." So they leave. Then, you know, 15 minutes later rolls by, you know, we're, we finally get our food and uh, we're walking back to our car. My, I parked in the other parking lot. So there was like the sh- there was the street and then there was like a curb that would have grass and then the second parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I at this time, I took my shoes off and I was just wearing flip flops and my the edge of my flip flop hit the grass. And as I hit the grass, I said, oh, no, not me, too. And my food went flying no, all over the grass. Oh, Jesse. Yep. Kyle is crying, laughing. I'm oh so God. upset. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? I just lost all my food now. Luckily, they saw me from across the parking lot do it. And they, uh, and I came over. I'm like, you're not going to believe what just happened. And they're like, we saw you. Give us a couple minutes. So they thankfully made me. New food. Wow. Free of charge. I Shout out. Yeah, shout out to the windmill. Shout out to they, the windmill, they, man. The two of them looked like they wanted to kill themselves with how many people were like coming in. Yeah. Because it was literally two people. But they gave me the new food, and it was fucking so good, dude. I The hot dog mm. was amazing. If you ever are in Asbury Park, go to the windmill. It's cheap. It was like 20 bucks. I got a ton of food. I actually, uh, I will be in Asbury Park in uh, about a week or so time. I'm going to go see Turnstile at the Stone Pony live stage. So I will search, search for the windmill. I'll have to look up the windmill. It's not that far from Stone Pony. Bookmark it. Hold on. Yeah. The windmill. Yeah. And what day are you going on? Uh, I'm going on a Thursday, I think. That's when. Okay. They close early. The only day they're open until midnight is on Saturdays. That's why we went on Saturday. Oh, so okay. you got to check the time. It's so windmill. Is it? Oh, no. No, it's not this, is it? It's not Belgian waffles and ice cream. No, no, no. 
No, okay. So anyway, we eat our food in the car and we go back to the Airbnb. And we're tired, right? So uh, we watch like an episode of Cobra Kai and, and go to bed. Okay. Here's the exciting part. 2.30 in the morning. We're sleeping. And all of a sudden we hear a knock at the door. Okay. Oh, shit. And then we hear the jiggling of the doorknob. Oh, God. Kyle wakes me up and looks at me and says, huh, did you hear that? I said, yeah. What the fuck is that? He's like, I don't know. So he gets up and decides to run into the closet. Oh. And then he runs into the closet. I'm still in the bed. Okay. And he goes... Hello? And I said, what are you doing? I threw the pillow at him. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, what? I said, why would you say hello to someone that's trying to break into your fucking house? He's like, I don't know. It's the only thing I thought of to say. Of course. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, there's a door here that leads into the actual house. Let's Mm. go wake up the owners. So sure enough, we go in, we wake up the owners and the woman comes out. And she's like, what, what is it? What is happening? I'm like, there's someone at our door with a flashlight trying to jiggle the door open and knocking. Help us figure what out what what's going on. Okay. So from from their part of the house, I could look at our door through a window. So I do, and I see that it's this old man who's at this point stopped playing with the door and uh-huh. is putting on a jacket and has a little briefcase with him. And when I mean jacket, I mean like a like a windbreaker, not like a suit okay. jacket. Okay, gotcha. And she she goes back into the room and try and wakes up her husband. By the time her husband comes out, the guy's already walking off the porch and going towards his car. So the owner opens up right. the front door to their house and and just watches the old man drive away. And that was it. At two thirty in the morning. And didn't even say hey or try to confront him or nothing, nothing. like that. Because That's by the so time bizarre. By the time the guy got outside, he was already in his car across the street. Oh, God. And, like, was, you know, already pulling away. We have no idea what happened, but it freaked us the hell out, as I'm sure it would anybody. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that happened on Saturday night. Um. And Kyle, when they were like, okay, try, like, you know, go back to sleep. Like, sorry, that happened. That usually never happens. Kyle was like, yeah, thanks. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that to them, too. Great. Um, he, he laughed about it, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Excuse me. Um, so then Sunday, we're like, you know what? We had a rough night. We don't need to be there that early. Let's get there at 11. So sun, uh, Sunday morning, I should say. I don't know if I said Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so we get there at 11 o'clock. We're still pretty much the only ones there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea, the objective for Sunday was to camp barricade for okay. a green day. Right. Um, we knew it was going to be rough, but we did it anyway because I wanted to be barricade for a green day. It was my first time ever seeing green day, and I've been wanting to see them for like seven years. Right? Yeah. So... First band comes on at like one, so we had to wait like an hour. And Kyle was unsure about like, okay, like I, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to have to get water, things like that throughout the day. 
we're gonna have to like take turns going on and off the beach so no we don't lose our spot right mm-hmm. by the first act being over it was already pretty much impossible to get off the beach oh, and boy. come back to our spot right so we had an hour between the doors opening and the first act which was uh calder allen pretty good haven't haven't, haven't heard of him but never heard of him either yeah but he was solid he did his thing nice um then uh there was hour intervals of like breaks so that they could break down stage and reset up yeah uh and then this guy shaky graves came out have you ever uh, heard of shaky graves i have okay i have never heard of him up until the show mm-hmm. he is a true showman i've he he almost stole the weekend with how good of a performer he was yeah solo act came out with his guitar and had two drum pedals, uh, one bass and one hi-hat. Uh, one kick drum, I should say, and one hi-hat. And performing by himself. And then the second song, his band came out and they you know, they did a bunch of songs. He was awesome. Um, That's sick. Yeah. Then, uh, especially by the time Shaky Graves was finished, it was like even more impossible to get out. Like it just kept piling and piling on and everyone was trying to like get us close to the front as possible. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, we're like, we're stuck here now. If you got to pee, it's too bad. You're not going to pee until 11 o'clock. It's your pants. Yeah, exactly. I've been there before. It's like, yeah, there's no getting out of this now. It's we're in it for the long haul. So thankfully we, uh, we were able to get uh, a couple liquid deaths, uh, and fill up on water before shit got real you know yeah. mm-hmm. um so then uh michael ferranti comes out with spearhead okay. uh they were the third act the only song i know by them is uh say hey do you know the song? say hey are you going today oh okay yeah, yeah 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 so they come out and they do a bunch of their stuff he was very much a um a feel-good artist Okay. I've never listened to anything else besides that one song. Right. Uh, which I didn't even know that was his song un- until he did it last. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, this is that same guy the whole time. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he was very feel-good music and, you know, just getting everybody in positive spirits. Cool vibes. Yeah. I, I really dug it. I didn't really vibe with the music too much, but the messages and stuff is what really hit home, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, I like that. The inclusivity part and banding together as as one all that sort of stuff it was really nice positive i really dug that but then cage the elephant came out oh my god cage the elephant was so good i'm sure i'm not huge on cage the elephant when it comes to knowing their catalog Mm -hmm. i know their their hits and stuff like that but they were awesome they were so good and uh at the end uh what's the what's the lead singer's name people are gonna people are gonna think i'm weird for not knowing oh. do you know the lead oh uh um, matt schultz okay so matt, yeah, schultz, matt schultz yeah he decided to close out the show by jumping into the crowd okay and crowd surfing for about two to three minutes all around us because obviously we were so close then jumps towards the middle, the section between GA and VIP. 
there was like that little middle section where you could like walk up and down of. Right. Then goes to the front of house. For those who don't who don't know, that's where uh, lights and sound are controlled from. It's okay. usually like towards the back of a uh, of an arena or whatever, or in the middle. Yeah. So he jumps towards that and climbs the scaffolding. Oh my god! Okay. Free free climbing the scaffolding. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. <laughs> goes across the tent on the roof of the tent, like crawls across. Oh my gets god! The other side waves to the crowd. And then goes two climbs two stories up, all free like you know like free soloing it right. Oh my god! Okay, wow. all the way up, and then stands up there for like five minutes, and just just gets the crowd going. They're already breaking down on the stage, and he's still doing this. Good lord! Eventually, he comes down and. He doesn't like high five anyone. He just kind of like runs towards the stage, like to get mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So that was really fun. And then the main event, Green Day. Mm-hmm. Green Day was insane with their opening. They had uh, they what are they had the house lights. Enemy? So that the house lights came down. Right. And all of a sudden, Bohemian Rhapsody starts playing. Ah, uh, yes. And got the whole crowd to just belt the song they and it did was this. so so what? sorry no i didn't mean to cut you off they did that for um i got to see them once mm-hmm. uh in webster hall for yeah. revolution the revolution radio i went with our our friend nick regali yeah i'm familiar and they uh <laughs> yeah you're familiar yeah um, remember that was a show that i was supposed to go to listen with you guys jesse he told me that he could only get two tickets, and he mm. asked me first. And what mm. am I going to say? No, I'm not going to go see Green Day with you. That was my that was my first general mission show ever that I ever been to. I'd never been to Wait, a really? Green Day show before. Yep, that was my first general mission show. Um, it was crazy. Uh, but yes, they did open with Bohemian Rhapsody. I know what you mean. It is yeah. such a perfect tone setter because everybody knows that song. Yeah. So like uh, everybody, it's a great way to hype everybody up. Yeah, so that happened, and then the drunk bunny came out on stage, um, which yep. you you know the drunk bunny, right? Mm-hmm. Gabe, okay. So uh, yes, yes, he yes, comes yes. out on stage, and then uh, uh, Blitzkrieg Bop starts playing, and he goes crazy over that and throws T-shirts out to the crowd and stuff. Really mm-hmm. cool. Then uh, then they do a a remix of "I Love Rock and Roll," "We Will Rock You," and uh. Uh, Blitzkrieg Bop, like as like a hype, like getting everybody really hyped up okay. with uh, like the visuals on the on the jumbotron and stuff. Yeah, and then the band comes out and they open up with American Idiot. Oh shit! Yeah, they just what? go right into it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when I saw them, they open up with Know Your Enemy, but that is even better. Just to open up with American Idiot, just go straight into it. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So, um, you know what? Before we talk about Green Day, I want to mention the people that I was around. Okay. So we were camping there for nine hours, mm-hmm. right, before Green Day really came on. We we got a group of, like, ten people that were around us, and we were just talking to them the whole day. Really super nice people. Just Just really, like fun and we all kind of band together there was a uh, a couple of smaller uh people 
So we were like trying to tell them like, hey, like if starts if stuff starts to get crazy, like try to like come near us, uh, like moshing wise. We didn't know what it was going to be like. Yeah. And we don't we didn't want anyone to get hurt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, throughout the show, there was pretty much no moshing. There was a few little spots. Yeah, but... closer up to a barricade, you're never going to get a mosh pit. That's more like um, kind of further back. But I mean, I'm sure there was. You sure you got squeezed though when the we did they came out like the initial push forward, everybody moving forward, packing in tight. Yeah. So we we protected them as much as we could. There was a group of maybe like 15 people that were moshing in the front. But it's whatever, you know, let them do mm-hmm. what they're going to do as long as they're doing it and not being so stupid about it. So I'm going to run down the the list of songs that they did because okay. that's fun to do. Yes. So American Idiot. Okay. Holiday. Okay. Know Your Enemy. Love it. Uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Okay. Long View. Okay. Then Welcome to Paradise. Okay. Hitching a Ride. Nice. Then they did a cover of... Uh, Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. Oh shit! And that was awesome. Oh, I'm sure that's. Um, apparently they were they've been doing it on the uh, the Hella Mega Tour. Okay. Um, that they were doing with uh, Weezer and uh, Fall Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy, yes, that's what it was. Uh, Mike went to go see it. Mike and Jess. Then they did Brain Stew. Okay. When I Come Around. Mm-hmm. Disappearing Boy. Twenty One Guns. Mm-hmm. Minority. Mm-hmm. Knowledge. Okay. Basket case. Okay. Uh, King for a day. Okay. Then they did a a cover of the Isley Brothers, uh, shout. Okay. Which was so fun. Okay. Um, wake me up when September ends. Awesome. Jesus of suburbia. Love that. And then they closed out with Good Riddance. Amazing. That's yeah. uh, that's an awesome set list. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping that. I know you're going to probably disagree, but I was kind of hoping they were going to put Revolution Radio in there because I like that song. It So I like Revolution Radio, too. I, I when you do? I saw them. Yeah, I like that. That's like it's not a bad album. It's like the last good thing that they did. I remember. Okay. Um, yeah. Father of all. Uh, Father of all motherfuckers is not is is not good. Is dog shit. But um, no, I like Revolution Radio. I saw them. They did that and they did. a They did. I think it was Bang Bang as well, mm-hmm. which was the other single off that when I saw them. But yeah. they also did, they did mostly everything with that. Um, when I saw them, they did, because they were doing like, it was more like they did also a bunch of deep cuts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they did practically everything you said. I mean, those are like the staples, but that, that sounds like an amazing show. That sounds, they they put on such a good show. They put on a good show and yeah. they had, they had a uh, pyrotechnics going the whole time too. Okay. And it scared the hell out of us the first time because the whole weekend, the whole weekend there was none. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, and we're like, "Holy shit!" It hurt our ears, and one of the the fireworks actually damaged the jumbotron behind them. Oh god. Um, the display had like two or damage. two or three pixels that were just like completely discolored the whole oh, time. Oh god. Um, so that was pretty funny, but uh. Oh yeah, man, they were so good. Every everyone had a great time. That's awesome, man. It was fulfilling for me because they were exactly what I wanted them to be. Billy sounded amazing. He still sounds so good. He's st- oh my god, he's like it's like his voice hasn't aged a day. You know? No, he looks great. He sounds great. Yeah. Afterwards, they uh they came out and uh, threw drumsticks to the crowd. 
and a few guitar picks. And I was lucky enough to actually get a guitar pick. You got a guitar pick? I did. Oh, my God. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I forgot to mention this. So th- apparently they do this a lot, but they they have someone come up on stage and perform a song with them with, a, yeah. with an extra guitar. Yes. So Billy's looking out to the crowd. Hey, does anybody know how to play guitar? Who knows how to play guitar? This one kid that had been there the entire day with us, he was like maybe 30 feet away from us uh, uh-huh. towards the front. Yeah. Dressed black tie, uh, black uh, button down with a red tie and glasses. Oh, okay. Okay. He's eight years old and they pick him and they're like, how long have you been playing for? Like before, like he would to come up they're uh-huh. like, how long have you been playing? He's like, I've been playing for four years. So like, okay, do you know these three chords? And he's like, yeah. So they have him come up on stage and he performs with them. I forget which song it was. That's awesome though. But he performs. Everyone goes crazy. His name was Luke. Shout out to Luke. Shout out Luke. Baddest eight-year-old kid on the planet. That's awesome. So cool. So everyone uh, starts cheering. Luke. Luke. Like, uh, like it's, it almost sounded like boo, but obviously mm-hmm. they were saying Luke. Yeah. Um, so it's his time to get off the stage. But before he does, Billy, Billy says, hey, Luke, here's this guitar. And he, oh gives the, he gives the kid a freaking guitar. Holy shit. Walks off stage. The whole crowd went crazy. Like, oh, my God, they just gave this kid a guitar. That's awesome. So that kid is probably going to cherish that moment for the rest of his life. I know I would. I mean, goddamn. Oh, my God, I would, too. Yeah. So they wrap up the end of the night, and uh, we're starting to head out. A few of us were taking pictures with each other uh, just to, like, celebrate the memory. Um. And then two of our friends, uh, Katie and Jessica, who we met, uh, we we walked out with them, and uh, me and Jessica exchanged numbers to to send the picture. And then while we were sep- while we went our separate ways for the our cars, they asked us to go to uh, to like a like a diner or something. But there was no diners open, so we went to a, like an ale house, mm-hmm. and uh, we just continued the night. We just kind of hung out and just chilled. Super fun, nice people. Um, wish them the best. Nice. Very nice. And then uh, we went home, and I didn't get home until 2 o'clock in the morning when I really uh, didn't want to be home at 2. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when people ask you to go out and enjoy the, uh, enjoy the night, you're not going to say no. Um, so, yeah, we had a great yeah, time. Of course. And uh, I did a lot of recovering on Monday. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Damn, man. That sounds like so much fun. That sounds like a great weekend. And it sounds like you saw. And I'm COVID free, too. That's awesome. That's yeah. very important. I uh, um, I was very shocked. I was like, you know what? I'm, I may get it. I may get it. There's a lot of people. So I was prepared. Monday came, took a test. I was fine. Tuesday, took a test. Fine. Yesterday, took a test. I'm fine. All right. So good we're stuff. Good. Nice. Nothing to COVID complain free. about. Enjoyed the weekend. It sounds like a win. I'm very happy yeah. that you had a great weekend and that. I really hope one day we could go. I really hope one day we could go to we could go to one together. My philosophy on music festivals is is that it's got to be worth the money. The lineup mm-hmm. um, has to be worth it for me because if there is not enough bands that I want to see for the amount mm-hmm. of money that I'd have to drop, 
it's doesn't matter who's playing i'd only make like very few exceptions like the desert days festival if i had the money for that and like Mm -hmm. forward thought and thinking i'd be going to that because that lineup is just insane but um yeah one day i mean one day we'll go to a music festival together for sure i i i definitely foresee it in the future there's plenty of years ahead of us for us to do that but Definitely. that was that was very long that's nearly <laughs> the length of our podcast you know what we went into detail on it it was fun we are a music you know, podcast it's good to talk podcast. about things related to music so yeah that's that's sick though i'm really glad you had such a great weekend that's yeah I'm, thanks that's so that's so good man and I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, it's definitely something that f- it fulfilled, like a, a need to go to one of these things. Um, I've always wanted to do one. I ju- I just recommend for you next time. Um, yeah. Don't get alcohol at a show. Oh, absolutely not. I'm not even gonna get food. Yeah. At a show next time. I always eat, and I mean, but some people don't have iron stomachs or bladders, but I would think that I do, and I always uh you know hydrate before mm-hmm. you go and eat something you don't have to eat yeah. like a full course meal but put something in your stomach and um you know uh like if you want to get drunk at a show or a music festival pregame nobody's gonna fucking attack you for drinking outside or drinking before yeah no and you know what the best thing was uh yeah i don't know if it's like it for all shows uh all music festivals but you can just walk in and out as you please yeah well that's cool i like that yeah there was no like uh you know once you're in you're in for the day uh you could have gone out and did your own thing and then come back so that was all right but we didn't do that so i could have snuck in is what you're saying yeah yeah you could have snuck in i could i could have snuck in okay all right well. no but uh yeah you know that, that that about does it for uh for us talking about my experience let's jump right in to this week's topic well, before we do that, Jesse, before we do that, we do we always have housekeeping. You can't mm-hmm. forget the housekeeping, Jesse. Okay, okay, housekeeping. And our housekeeping, okay? Just a couple of quick things, everybody, before we get into our main show here. Uh, reminder that every Monday, a new episode of the podcast launches. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and the free feeds. So anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we are there. Um if you want, give us a follow over Instagram at YSMS underscore podcast. Uh, DM us any comments, questions, concerns, episode ideas, of course. And now, Jesse, you may you may get into it. What what do we do here for those right. who are not been introduced? So we are going to talk about the following. We're going to talk about, I don't know, I just slurred for a second. Okay, it's all right. You're good. <laughs> it's that Tito's lemonade still hitting you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway the show works uh me and gabe we're going to talk about uh 10 songs that are built to the theme of the episode and uh this week we are talking about indie we teased it a little last week we're talking about indie music indie pop indie rock any type of indie artist that we could come up with each of us are going to talk about our five picks in a little bit more detail no particular order but yeah um gabe start us out what's your number one ah uh first song that i have chosen here and i gotta say right off the bat this was such a hard list to put together because majority of the music i listen to i would consider indie i think indie is a very big uh umbrella of which a lot of genres live underneath um 
you're going to see that in this playlist. There is a huge different mix of music here between me and Jesse. There's a lot of different subgenres, but all of it's yeah. independent. And there's so much I could choose for, so much I put on, so much I took off. But this song was a constant from the beginning. I knew I wanted to talk about this band. And that is the song Time, You and I by Kruganbin. Uh, it's off their 2020 album, Mordecai. It was the first single off the album. I remember when it dropped. It's like my number one most listened to song from 2020. I love this song so much. Um, for those of you who don't know, Krugambin, uh, they are three-piece band. They're from Texas. Um, their music style, it draws from like Middle Eastern, Spanish, and Thai influences. And it's very much like dub, uh, like psychedelic rock and disco. It's vibe music. It's fucking awesome. I love it so much. It's not heavy. It's not hardcore. It's chill. It's dancey. It's vibey. And this it's very song funky. In, it is very funky, and I love that about them. And this song in particular, Time, You and I, uh, I love this song so much. Um, off of Mordecai, uh, their last release, which I wasn't the biggest fan of they did some different things this time they did a little more uh uh laura lee who's like the bassist and lead vocalist of the band uh shout out to her because she is a goddess and she's an amazing bass player and um yeah she's just incredible uh she does a little more singing she does a little singing on this track too um and i liked the album before this that got me into them that i can't remember off the top of my i can't say it off the top of my head it's their 2018 albums like i think it's called cone toto el mundo um that's a great album too i highly recommend it um that you listen to them i actually found them through npr's tiny desk they did an npr tiny desk and they were all wearing these wigs and looking very wacky but they're tight and they're funky and they're fresh but besides that what i love about this song um just first of all i love the lyrics the lyrics are so simple but they ring so true um like the main line from the chorus is that's life if we had more time we could be together just you and i we could live forever and that's like you know i feel that that is the uh that's like the antithesis i would say of life right that's life you know that's just how things happen sometimes if we had more time um mm -hmm. we could do more things you know if we could live forever we would you know, but we can't. And that's just how it works out. And I really like that um, because it is existential, but it's also it's definite. It's finite because nothing's forever. You don't live forever. Um, things don't last forever. Uh, and it's scary. But that's all about life, you know, is, is realizing that and kind of coming to terms and peace with that. Um, it's a total the song is just a total vibe. I love the bass line um, and the guitars. And I like how um there's like a disco breakdown about midway through the song um and like i said they do take like influences from different uh countries and different like country styles as well like middle eastern um and uh especially spanish as well and they throw in like different uh like spanish words and stuff during it um but i think it just it compiles to make a great song and i wanted and, and i mean honestly i recommend if you've never listened to them go check out their whole discography they're great uh they did a uh i think oh god uh they did a i believe it's a collab album with leon bridges um that is pretty solid um country is really not my thing but um if Krugambin's involved uh 
you know, I will, I will be there. I will be listening. And uh, they also have a remix album for this album, which has a couple of really good remix songs. And one of the remixes actually is uh, by an artist. I will be talking a little bit down later on this list, which is kind of funny, but uh, yeah, time you and I, I think it's an amazing song. Um, and I highly recommend you go check out Krugambin. Um, but yeah, Jesse, what did you think of this song? Cause I know, I think I've shown you Krugambin before, but, um, they sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just really thought it was funky. I like the lyrics too. It, it, it reminded me of an older song. I don't remember exactly what it is. I don't, I, for some reason, Blondie is what I'm thinking, but I don't, I don't know if the, I, I don't I cover, I cover my mic for a second. I don't know if that was right. Um, I, it reminds me of an older song. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. As I we, don't, as I, I don't know per, per se, but I'll, I'll figure it out at some yeah, point. Okay. Um, but it does remind me of an older song. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a pretty good choice. I really like that song. It uh, definitely something that I'll be putting in an indie playlist. Of yeah. My own. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's a vibe. It's a great track. Um, and I recommend them a hundred percent, but um that's enough about that uh if you don't have anything else to add what is the first song that you chose jesse all right so my first song is marissa tomei by yovote okay and uh gabe i showed you this song a while back when it first came out you're not huge on it i i i am bigger on it than you and i know our friend mike he loves this song i i hear him playing it every once in a while in the car it's just a groovy little song, really super un- unknown artist. Um, Yovote, I think that's how you say it. Um, the reason I found out about the song is actually because uh, Adam Thien, uh, he's the mixer slash like second person behind the uh, uh, Joe project. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually mastered and helped mix this song. Oh, uh, along along with uh, playing the bass. Interesting. The okay. Song. Okay. Um. So his bass line is in there and stuff like that, and awesome. he posted about it. So he posted about it, and that's how I uh, saw the song. I was like, oh wow, that's that's actually really good. Um, but the song is dedicated to the babe of all babes in quotation marks, Marissa Tomei. Oh uh, yes. Um, which makes sense because that's the name of the song. Yes. Um. With re- it has a really nice album or two. I couldn't really find too much information on the artist himself, um, but the album art is done by Aaron Ray, um, which is given credit. And uh, the guy's name is Charlie. Uh, it's his solo project. Uh, I don't know if that means he has other things. Couldn't find any other thing from him. Um, but he writes and records mm-hmm. everything in his bedroom, uh, and you know he likes to collaborate with his friends at times. So. Marissa Tomei, not much to say besides give it a listen. Um, there's a, there's fun uh, lyrics about uh, about Peter Parker uh, in there uh, because he uh, she is Aunt May in the the new Spider Man trilogy. Um, he the the lyric is I said Peter Parker please pass on this love letter. Just kind of funny. You I, like that I, alliteration, Peter yeah. Parker? Please, yeah. Listen, I don't hate this song. Um, I think it is catchy. Um, it's just not 
my the most favorite thing I've ever heard. I think it's a good pick for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially uh, because it's so unknown. You know, yeah, no, for sure. And that's another thing I tried to do as well. I didn't want to choose like too unknown. I had definitely had a couple artists on here that I don't really think were super known, and then. Like I said, I swapped it out for, I don't want to say unknown, but definitely not like super mainstream people. People who are definitely starting to pop off right now. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's good because they definitely deserve the recognition. But I think it's a good song. I don't, I don't have, I'm not very indifferent about it. I think it's uh, a pretty solid choice for the list. Um, You know, independent music is like that. Uh, Not everything's going to be for everybody. I know yeah. I have a song on this list that you weren't too fond of, and uh, yeah. you know that's totally okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to go out of my way and say this is the worst song I've ever heard. My God, Jesse, yeah. your music taste sucks. Yeah. I fucking hate you. I'm not going to be like that. Never. But no, I thought. I think. I think it's a solid song. I do like the production on it. The production's mm-hmm. really good. I and that's cool that Adam Dean. Uh, help through the production such a small little world we live in everybody yeah really everybody's mixed into everything everybody's doing yeah and i have i have a few more that are that are kind of like that and we'll get into those later too they're all connected yeah so uh all right what is what is up next for you pal uh well my next song um i heard this track back in 2020 when it came out it completely blew me out of my chair when i first listened to it because it's so fresh it's so cool and that is Gospel for a New Century by Yves Tumor. This mm-hmm. song, oh my God, this song is so cool. A um, little bit about it. It is off of Yves Tumor's fourth album uh, from 2020. It's called Heaven to a Tortured Mind. Uh, it's the first single that was released from the album. The title, didn't know this, is based off of the anime uh, Evangelion Neon Genesis along with the music video. And I looked at it, and yeah, it definitely takes some inspiration with the title cards. Um, I don't really know what the lyrics are about. They seem to be about a like a failing relationship or about having to make a decision in a relationship, especially like the chorus. But I'm not here to talk about the lyrics necessarily with this one. I love the instrumentation on this song. Uh, besides just the vocal performance from Yves Tumor uh, themselves, um, I think that that horn sample kicks ass. It's so, it's such a cool, it's very chaotic. And it's like, at first it really catches you off guard. Um, but then the way that the, it, the horn samples cut up and then later on, I think a saxophone solo comes in, uh, I think is awesome. Um, and it just, the different instrumentation throughout it. I really love the chorus. I love the very, the heavy, um like guitars and the bass line is so slinky and cool um by far my favorite part of the song is the end though when it starts to break down and it starts to get like the start to do like the drum fills and stuff and like it gets really climactic and it's that's what this song is it is cinematic in nature like i would put this song at the beginning of a movie where maybe uh like like there's a like a car chase and they just blew up the police helicopter or whatever. And they're getting away. This is a, this is an energetic climactic song. And uh, I really like Eve's tumor. I think um, they're uh, a super interesting artist. Very um, what's it? uh, How do I put this? Um, They're just unique. Uh, The style uh, like the clothes that they wear on stage is really unique. 
um, especially to the backing band, the music videos, the album art. It's very cool. It's almost kind of like, I want to say like the art's almost like very hyper poppy, but then the music is like very indie rock or especially there's some other cuts on this album uh like kerosene that are almost kind of like r&b tracks but yeah um, you know uh i just want to mention yeah the the horns i think they're horns yes right Mm -hmm. i think that is so cool that is my favorite part of the song i just to interject for a second i just want to talk about it i I definitely want to i want to hear your opinion because i don't know if i've ever shown this song to you before no i've never heard this song before you showed me and the just the repeating a uh, few notes of the yeah. horns, it hooked me right away. It's really fun. I'm a sucker for brass instruments, mm-hmm. and ha- just hearing the horns in the background gave it a cool like city vibe. Right. Like I I understand what you're saying about like the the opening of a movie. I could definitely see like the like cops walking like in slow mo to the song while they're like beating up the bad guys or you know like doing that sort of thing i i i 100 percent agree with you i could totally see that um it almost sounds like those horns oh i'm sorry to cut you off Um, no no you're good it almost sounds like the horns were like taken from a monster movie like godzilla am i wrong in saying that oh yeah you know what it kind of does feel like that Right, it does like have it does... that, like the old. It's very old sounding, like, like dun dun dun, like that yeah, type that of sound, dun, you know. Dun, dun. Yeah, that. Yeah. I think that's. It's very. It's like Godzilla ish sounding to me. But I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Um, before you, you before I cut you off. <laughs> I, I don't remember to be totally honest. I think it's um, something you have vocals. Were you talking about the vocals? Oh yeah, the vocals. It's yes. just a uh, very, very fresh. Uh, mm not not too much modulation it you know it's very it's not very clean but uh you could hear what they're saying they're not uh there's no mumbling which a few that i've noticed not not in your picks or my picks but like indie is very you know very, you know kind of somber with certain different yeah, things yeah some of it can be very this is very up, and yeah this is very upbeat and you could hear them clearly and it's yeah i, I just i it, it's really good. I really like this. I think this is one of my favorites on your list. That's awesome. I'm glad you yeah. really enjoy this because I think this is such an awesome song. It's a great album too, and it's a brisk album. It's like a, it's not even 40 minutes long. I think this album's only like 35 minutes long. I highly recommend to anybody that you check out uh, Used Tumor and check out Gospel for a New Century, mm-hmm. um, because I think, uh, like I said, uh, I believe that uh, this person. Uh, their band is amazing and this song is awesome the rest of the album is really awesome it's very much um it's fresh it's a fresh take on like indie rock and also mixing genres it's like when we were talking about last week when i was talking about turnstile like they're a hardcore band but they mix in other elements of the music and a lot of yves tumors work before this was electronic too which is pretty crazy that they like went for a full like instrumental with lyrics and stuff but I don't really have anything much else to say on that. I think that is a great track, and I'm really happy that you enjoyed it. I hopefully, maybe in future playlists, I'll be hearing that from you as well as mm-hmm. a pick. But um, yeah. Uh, so, what is your next pick, Jesse? What do you have on the list for us? So my next pick is uh, "Did I Buy It" by Jerry Page featuring Mild High Club. Okay. 
Um, so Jerry Page, um, this is from their uh, October album from 2018 uh, called Like a Baby. Okay. Um, so uh, Jerry Page, a.k.a. Uh, Lucas Nathan is their name. Um, mm-hmm. it's very a very uh a slow motion type of sound to uh to their voice, um with very much uh, the mild high club sound added to it, and that's what uh mild high club brings uh to the song. Yeah, um, very never heard never heard of Jerry Page, um before hearing this song in a suggested playlist by Apple Music. Um. Jerry Page is also featured on uh, the song "Hot Chocolate" from Tyler the Creator, which is really? one of the which is one of your favorites. I do Tyler. love me Tyler the Creator, of course. Um, yeah, so they uh, they have the song called "Did I Buy It?" Um, not much known about the the uh, the group in general. Um, I kind of just really like the song and. The, the vocals is what draws me to it uh, because of how, how like, not disturbing, but they're just so, like, slow that it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I got a very, um, I want to, I'm going to say it, it's very acid trip, uh, especially yeah, the lyrics. Yeah. And the way that um, he, like, uh delivers some of the vocals that first instant coffee line uh yeah was very like oh my god oh wow it just kind of feels um almost like jello <laughs> that's what i want to say it's like very like um just very wobbly but i really like that though i love the um i love the instrumentation that uh mild high club brings i'm actually i'm honestly surprised that you didn't actually choose a mild high club song well see there's the thing right yeah. i was gonna choose a mild high club i was gonna pick skip uh skip tracing okay great just track. because you know that's that's one of the best ones mm-hmm. but i picked this because i really like jerry page and i really like mild high club and i i kind of cheated my way into being into able two. to also into talk about mild you, high club you got the best of both worlds um but yeah, the way the way uh, they uh, they sing some of the lines, like um, when they go to the next lyric, they they draw out the last word. Mm-hmm. So like when you were saying uh, the instant coffee cup line, yeah, um, they say because I don't have time to spare. But on the spare, they go spare. And yeah, it's like it's kind of creepy, which is it's cool. Yeah, but know? that adds to the vibe of it of the track. Yeah, it's very it it's it is it's almost it's almost um like uh God uh brain doesn't want to work um like Zappa esque almost in mm-hmm. a way. It's very like um just super like weird, but in a good mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah, and I love I love I, music like that that can do really like um another artist that you have i don't want to say who but i think you might be talking about them similarly has kind of like a very weird funky sound going mm-hmm. but that's what makes it appealing i think mm-hmm. and um, uh, i also really just like the uh, the album work for this um because yeah. it's just it's just jerry paper yep um uh, so jerry did i say jerry page this whole time i can't i don't remember if you were saying jerry paper or jerry page well, I don't know what I said, but I th- 
I think it, it's no, it's Jerry. It's Jerry Paper. I don't know why. I feel like I've been saying Page. I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever. It's Paper. Jerry yeah. Paper. Jerry Paper. Um, they they're holding an egg on on the album art. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. They're just holding an egg with a green shirt on, and they got their glasses on. Nice. Kind of funny, quirky. Yeah, I didn't look too deep into the album art, but I'll have to take a second look at that because I do love me some good album art. I think album art is half of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, the song is great, but if you have shitty album art, you know? Yeah, it's not it, going to be as memorable. It's not going to be as memorable. But, yeah, uh-huh. no, I think it's a very – I thought it was a solid track. Uh, definitely one of my, like, new favorites because I never heard that before. There are a couple songs you picked that I, I – was familiar with but a majority of the music you picked i was very unfamiliar with and i i did actually i I really enjoyed this track i thought it was very cool Mm -hmm. so uh now with my number four out of here what's your number three my number three uh is a song that i hold very near and dear to my heart I, i love this album this entire album is one of my favorite albums of all time um, and the song I'm talking about is uh, St. Ivy by Beach Fossils, uh, and it's off mm-hmm. their 2017 album Somersault. It was the second single off the album. Um, Beach Fossils, they're from New York. Uh, they are, best I could describe it, they are like jangly indie rock, indie pop. Um, they're great. I love them. I saw them, finally got to see them live, open for uh, Turnstile back in... I want to say it was uh, May. They did a special show in New York where they uh, they did. I don't want to even say co-headlining, but they played a pretty long set. I got the set list. I was like literally front barricade. I got to scream my head off at some of the songs because they played a couple of songs off Somersault. It was awesome. They didn't play this live, unfortunately, but um, the song is very much, um, I could see how it being difficult to recreate live because it has a lot of different instrumentation on it. It has this very um, awesome string section to it, which I'll talk about. I was going to bring up the string section when yeah. I was talking. Yeah, that's um, great. I, I found out, actually, I never really knew what the lyrics were about this song. Um, I could kind of guess, but when I was doing my research into it, I found out it's actually a love letter to the diversity of New York City. Um, and it's also the lead singer wrote this song uh, a little bit after the the results of the 2016 presidential election uh, and kind of like it, some people say it's like a relationship song, but it's really a song about his relationship with America as a country. Not trying to get mm-hmm. political. I thought that was just interesting because there's a line in it that I really like. It's called uh, it, he says, want to believe in America, but it's somewhere I can't find. Um, and I'm personally, I'm very disillusioned with the American government and society, but for completely different reasons, because it's hard out here. It's hard to survive and live and pay your bills, people. That's why you got to listen to the show. All right. So that me and Jesse can get famous and sell this off to Spotify, you know, for a couple million each. And then we can become part of the upper class. Right, Jesse? Right? Hell yeah. Right? Exactly. That's the plan. No, I'm kidding. We we, we just like doing this to do it. But, mm. but yeah. Um. But the lyrics aren't my main focus. What I love about this song so much, okay, it is like this crazy Baroque pop instrumentation. The string section is so awesome. And in the verses and the chorus, it has like this staccato plicking in the um, in the verses. And then it just goes full 
um, like full string section, like orchestra during uh, the chorus. There is this amazing flute solo kind of towards the end of the song, but by far, and Jesse, I know, you know, I'm going to talk about this and you're probably going to say something about it as well. It's like the last minute of the song. There is this beautiful guitar solo that Mm -hmm. sounds like it was ripped straight off of George Harrison. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And it's so good. I remember hearing this for the first time and I went, oh my God, this is literally what do they do do they resurrect george harrison and bring him into the studio for a day because like down to the fucking guitar tone and the playing it's like this literally could have been off abbey road yeah like it's it's insane it's so beautiful it's an amazing way to end the track because i think this is like one of the most beautiful songs on the album i had chosen a different song off this album but then last minute i switched it up because in reality this is like the song that got me. This into is them. the better choice anyway. Yeah. And I just think that that ending is so just memorable and it's mm-hmm. just, oh my God, I love it so much. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't really have anything else to say about this track Dude. besides me. The fact that just the guitar at the end. Oh my God. It's so amazing. Yeah. I, I can't talk any more about it either because you kind of summed up everything. John Lennon sound it the whole last like two minutes of the song sounds like it would be off of Abbey Road 100 110 percent yeah so freaking good I'm so glad you chose this song because I hadn't heard either of the songs that that uh, like St. Ivy or the other one uh-huh but I'm glad that you put you made this one the the, the one that you're going to talk about because perfect choice the other song I was going to talk about was down the line and don't get me wrong. I love that song so much. I love the lyrics. The li- I really love the lyrics in that song, especially, and the bass line. But this song is, like, my number one song of that. I mean, I love the whole album. It's really hard to play favorites sometimes. But this is the song that, like, made, made me a Beach Fossils fan. And I also think that they don't get enough love. I think they're an awesome fucking band. Uh, and I don't see them getting talked about enough. I love the fact that they're from New York as well, because I'm from New York, and I always find solidarity with, you know, fellow New Yorkers. Like, even though I don't live there anymore, I just, like, I, you know, that makes it, you you connect with somebody on another level from there, you know? Like, why is Billy Joel important mm-hmm. to people from Long Island? Because Billy Joel grew up on Long Island, and he lives on Long Island, and some of his songs are about Long Island and about New York City, you know? like the same way that a lot of beach fossils music is a lot of it is about New York. So, but, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I swapped this out because I think honestly, if you want to listen, if you're a Beatles fan or you are kind of looking for like a really like cool indie rock pop group, I think beach fossils is where you're going to find that and check out their, uh, check out clash the truth. Um, check out self-titled, uh, God, I'm going to be a fake fan here, but the album they did before that, I would check it all out. It's amazing. But yeah, um, I have nothing else to add with that. So Jesse, what is your next song? What do you have on the list for us? All right. So my third song is It Happens All the Time by Paul Cherry. What a great choice. It's a great choice. I love Paul Cherry. You introduced me to Paul Cherry. I love Paul Cherry. Um, this is from um, his newest album from March of this past year or this year sorry 2022 yep. happens all the time it's uh got a great music video um I, Gabe have you seen the music video 
I have. It doesn't have that many views. It's very trippy. You have. Okay. So it's it's a music video that stars uh, Paul Cherry and Jake Hirschland, aka Big Shrimp. Big Shrimp Baby. Did you know did you know that was did you did you know that was Big Shrimp? I yes, know. I knew you it was Big that. Shrimp A, because Big Shrimp is a very unique looking individual. He's very tall. I have a picture with Big Shrimp, me and him together. Um yes, but, you do. Also, but also with that you stash. Also, you also clued <laughs> clued me into that as well, into the music video. Yeah. So the the music video is pretty simple. It's just uh the two the two of them are you know, they got clown makeup on, dancing in the uh in like the underground like train stations of of Chicago, like the subway stations. Um they kind of have this cool effect where they they go between the modern like digital camera and then VHS cameras for dancing. Yeah. Um so the the whole song has a cool vibe to it. But the actual lyrics are fun. Um because basically it's just about at least this is how I interpret it of um it it happens all the time I'll see you later you walk back in my life this is an indicator meaning that like his relationship is like very cyclical yeah and like they they fight and then they make up and then they fight again and she goes at him for things and he you know he takes it it's toxic it's very toxic. Yeah. But it's very uplifting of a song. It is. At the same time, you know? It's so um, catchy. It really is. It yeah. literally it happens all, all the time. time. I see, I'll you, see later. you later. Oh man. Yeah, yeah no, it's fucking it's great. It is so catchy. I'm I I was going to put this song on my list and then I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a feeling Jesse's going to put this on here and he's going to talk about it. So I'm just going to leave it off. And then I saw it. I was like, I fucking knew it. I called it. Um, Yeah. What is there to say about Paul Cherry, man? He is so underrated and so good. And like, he really is underrated because he, he doesn't is. have a lot of views and he doesn't have a lot of subscribers on YouTube and his numbers are not where they should be. He no. should totally be higher. Especially since his he the he composes all of this, yeah. and it's like his his the compositions are crazy. They're like he it's very like jazzy all his compositions, mm-hmm. um, and he needs more recognition. Like I, I don't understand why he he's not more recognized. His music's this is what I was saying before with um Jerry Paper, uh, with that song. Mm-hmm. I think a problem that some people might have is his music can be, this song is whimsical in a way. Like mm-hmm. when I first heard it the first time, it kind of took me back. Um, but it's so catchy and it's just, his music is, it deals with very adult things and themes, but can also be whimsical in nature yeah. or very upbeat and jazzy. Especially this song. Yes, especially. But uh, I also really like uh, off his 2018 album, uh, Like Yesterday. Yes, great track. Which, which is, I think, the song that you introduced me to him on. Yes, that was my uh, first introduction to him as well, and that's a great yeah. album. Uh, that's a great song, great album. But uh, yeah, uh, his new album is really good. Uh, have you checked out the full thing? Yeah, I've listened to it um, a couple of times when I was uh, when I was uh, working uh, with you and Waz uh, like back earlier in the year and i was driving from pennsylvania to new york very frequently like twice a week i'm very much uh like whole album Mm -hmm. person in the car 
Uh, and I put this album on a couple times and listened to it through, and uh, it's great, like, all the way through. There are a couple other tracks on there. Um, I like uh, the title mm-hmm. track, No News Blues, um, as mm-hmm. well. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's – and it's different, too, from, like, uh, like yesterday, the – or, uh, sorry, um, what's it called? More Flavor, Better Flavor, the album from – is the album that has, like, yesterday on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, no, I think the whole album's great. This track is such a good pick. I'm I'm glad we're on the same wavelength and that you yeah. chose this. Um, because I I think he deserves so much recognition. He is a true indie artist because he's so unknown and like definitely deserves more recognition. And I really like uh off of the same album, uh this this new album, uh Back on the Music. Yes, Back on the Music's also a great track. And now I'm back on the music you know uh, excuse my terrible singing no shush jesse you have pipes you have gorgeous little pipes okay but uh that that that, you know his hooks really get you he's he's a great hook writer he writes really good hooks and uh yeah no good good great choice man such a good track so catchy thank you thank you all right we're down to both of our bottom twos, or top twos, I top should Top twos, bottom twos. So, There's no particular order to these. Yeah. So uh, what do we got next? Um, the next song that we're going to talk about, I chose this one. Um, this is a, I would say, very much up and coming because they are popping off. Uh, mm-hmm. Ginger Root, and specifically the song Loretta. Although uh. I got to say, it's not my favorite Ginger Root song. It was my introduction to Ginger Root, but... I still love this song so much and I love everything surrounding it that I'm going to talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is off of uh, Ginger Roots 2021 EP City Slicker. Um, it is a one-man band. Cameron Liu, he records, writes, produces, plays the instruments. It's kind of crazy. Uh, this man's super talented. One of those once-in-a-generation Kevin Parker types people. All right, and get on the train now. Um, this song went mega viral. Like this song popped off. The song has something like forty six million views on YouTube. Does it really? And, yeah, it, the music video for the song well, was huge. Yeah, I was about to say the music video is is really cool. That's yeah, pro- that's definitely where the views came from. I'm gonna talk about that in a sec because I have there's some there's some I have some interesting uh, fact about that fact toys. Okay. Um, Ginger Root is, I'd say musically, it's like in a mix of American Soul. More importantly, Japanese city pop. We're bringing Japanese city pop back, people. If you like Japanese city pop, and I love me some Japanese city pop, it's coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, kind of like Paul Cherry has some Japanese city pop vibes for sure, especially in like his artwork. Um, and that's one thing that was like the thing that I loved about Japanese city pop before even listening to any music, any artists. Um, was and the genre itself um, is the artwork. The artwork, that era, like the 80s Japanese artwork is incredible. Um, but yeah, uh, this song is awesome. This song is such a bop. It's so upbeat. I love the instrumentation. There's this sick little trumpet solo. or No, it's a sax solo. You know, I think... I think you can't fuck up a song with a sax solo. I think a sax solo, if you put a sax solo in a bunch of different songs, you'd only improve them. I like, 100% agree. Like, I don't think there's, there. I would say there's very 
uh, I would say 95% of music could probably be improved with a saxophone. Yeah, 100%. I think there is no, I don't think there is a bad saxophone on any song. Even the world's shittiest song, there can't be a bad saxophone. And you like know? the the fact that he recorded all of this blows my mind because it's just really crazy all the instruments on it, um, and produced it and it's it's got it sounds so warm and like tapey and it's got that it's very bubbly as well. Um, lyrically, uh, not much to go on. I would say it's about a woman that he is in love with. Uh, would her uh, name be Loretta? Probably has an off and on relationship with a woman called Loretta. But I really don't come to this song for the lyrics. I come to this song for the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just is just awesome. And the music video, too. Another thing that I really love about uh, Cameron Liu is he self-produces, directs, writes his own music videos. He did it for this one on a shoestring budget. I think he did it for like, um, like $3,000 or something like that. And it's incredible the amount, and he basically did it with like a skeleton crew of people too, because mm-hmm. he's again indie, up and coming on a, on a on a shoestring budget. And the music video is awesome for this. He's doing, he's basically playing himself. It's like a big band type thing, and he's playing every little uh, instrument and aspect of it. And it's just, it's so awesome. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I can't gush enough about Jinjuru. I'm so happy that Japanese city pop is kind of coming mm-hmm. up into the mainstream a little bit into, into like in the indie music scene, because, um, and I will probably talk about more Japanese city pop in the future, but somebody like uh, Harumi Hanzo, uh, who was a very influential Japanese city pop artist, um, a lot of independent music artists have taken from him, Mac DeMarco uh was influenced very heavily by him uh off the top of my head more recently uh my brain wants to work um vampire weekend on their last album they sampled uh a harumi hanzo song and not even just a harumi hanzo song they sampled the soundtrack tape that he did for basically the japanese 7-elevens back in the 80s which is also incredible it's called um music for watering a flower i believe you can find the cassette tape on youtube it's like some of the most chillest background music read the comments the comments are incredible on that um but getting off topic back to loretta great track uh this ep's awesome juban district um and fly to the opener great tracks i highly recommend you check the whole thing out and also he just put out a uh new ep uh nisomono uh that just came out like two weeks ago not even and he's on tour and i wish um i don't have the ability to go see him uh right now and i wish i could because i would love to go see this man on tour and play live uh but yeah jesse what did you think about loretta because funnily enough i know you told me you were going to choose to talk about ginger root as well it's funny yeah, I was gonna, out. I was gonna pick Loretta, but I was like, oh, I know you're gonna pick it. So this was, <laughs> this, this was the Paul Cherry for for me for you. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, you introduced me to the song again. Uh, I I love the music video. I'm sucker for music videos. Eventually, we'll talk about music videos, but this one is really fun. It's all him. It kind of represents. The, uh, it kind of resembles, I should say the uh the music video for uh, coming up by 
Paul McCartney, how the mm-hmm. whole band behind yes. him is, you know, just different versions of him. Um, yeah. well, I don't know if maybe that's inspiration but, it might or be. just coincidence. Because I would say as well, there's also, he's got a little bit of Paul McCartney, like like early solo McCartney, like when McCartney was doing stuff out of his bedroom. Because Paul McCartney is the inventor of many things, okay, including being a founding father of bedroom pop. He was making, Paul McCartney 2 is a, an album that he made by him. Well, all the McCartney albums, right? He made by himself. Yeah. Those are also yeah, well, well, him and him and Linda. Yeah, but McCartney 2 specifically, like that was, I think that's mostly home recorded and that has coming up on it. That has uh temporary secretary. Uh, God. Check my, mach- check, check my machine. Check my machine is on there. Oh God, what's the other one? It's like the one, it's like, I think the third or fourth song on the album. It's such a vibe though. It's so good, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, there's definitely some of that influence, so I wouldn't be surprised. Would, um, wait, which one? On the way. I yeah, on, on the way. way. On the way is such a good track, such a good track. The way that guitar, that sweeping guitar. But anyway, getting away from Loretta, back to Loretta, because we're going on for so long now. But I'm yeah, gonna wrap it up. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up with this. Yeah, one. I love this song. Check it out. Check out Ginger Root Jesse. With all that being said, what is your number two song? My number two is. Can't keep checking my phone. <laughs> oh yeah! By the unknown Mortal Orchestra, aka uh, Ruben Nielsen. Yes, New Zealand born, but the the band is based in Portland, Oregon, which is interesting. Um, didn't know that. This is his third album from 2015, and the song is kind of. Gabe, do you agree that it has a disco vibe to it? Very much so. It's very dancey. It's a a modern disco vibe. Yep. But the song actually has some cool meaning. Now, I don't know if if you ever did any research into this song on your own time, but basically the song is the the, the album's central narrative is is about the uh the poly polyamorous relationship that uh that uh Ruben has with uh with his wife Jenny yeah and, well, a, he, and a woman he, um yeah what no I I do know that background about the album no it's um the sorry I don't mean to cut you off but yes no I do know that yes so and then there's a woman that's codenamed Laura um mm-hmm. and can't keep checking my phone is about uh Ruben and Jenny uh like pining for for Laura you know mm-hmm. air quotes yeah. on Laura um as as she is working on a project uh in the Peruvian rainforest and uh they're they're trying to like carry on with their lives without her being there oh yeah and the song I can't keep checking my phone about you know waiting for her to i guess answer see i didn't know that i didn't know the specifics about the song i only know mm-hmm. kind of the context of the album um, which is multi love, yeah. Um, but I but didn't know that's, that. That's awesome. yeah. That's that's kind of the general idea of the song. Um, but you know what I really like is the opening. Um, mm-hmm. because it kind of has you know the like the this is now like your feature presentation, like kind of like thing. You yeah, see yeah, yeah, of, kind of. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an so old, it, like an older film. Yeah, yeah. Like the the featuring presentation is now going to begin. It kind of has that type of opening, and then it's and then it goes directly into like the main beat, and he kind of has like an otherworldly type of sound with this song when it comes to his vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of it, I'm not going to lie, I never knew the lyrics uh, until I actually had to read them. Because, you know, you could, like, say different lyrics and, like, things that fit in your head. Like, yeah. your head canon, right? Didn't know some most of these lyrics. So, I I guess go in not not looking at the lyrics first. Listen on your first time. Try to figure out the song. And then go and listen to the lyrics because I'm guaranteeing you're not going to get the lyrics right at all. I'm just throwing that out there. Gabe, what what do you think about this song? I love this song so much. I love this album. I love Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Um, I was going to put... I wasn't going to talk about it, but I did have an Unknown Mortal Orchestra song on my list of originally. And again, I kind of thought you might be talking about Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided to pull it. Um, but yeah, I love the context of this album, especially something so intimate like that um and putting that into an album i mean that makes great art obviously but that's uh, something very hard to write about um another thing that i love about ruben nielsen is he again self-produces all of his own music in his basement that picture on i don't know if you know this the picture the album cover is actually mm-hmm. the picture that their jenny who's the girl is jenny his wife or Jenny's his wife yeah so i guess laura codename laura mm-hmm. uh took of his basement studio mm-hmm. um while she was living with them because there's actually i don't yeah, know if cool. you saw this there's a there's a great video by um uh i think it's figure eight on youtube uh and he kind of goes into the whole album and the context behind the album uh as well uh but yeah i great choice man i love this song so much the song bops i love the opening like it's the flamenco guitars it's also it's kind of weird like the first time you listen to it you're like what the fuck am i listening to because Mm -hmm. the first couple songs they're very different they're very much like um like a bedroom again like like indie kind of like rock pop ish Mm-hmm. And um and then like you hear the horns and the guitars come in and then it's that boom cha boom cha boom ba 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 boom cha, like that mean like and then the the bass and the guitar come in and it's very disco-y. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I think it's an amazing track and the whole album the whole album is like again, this is I would say this is one of my this is my favorite Unknown Mortal Orchestra album. Uh mm-hmm. if not one of my def- it probably sits somewhere in my top 20 albums for sure. Um, really yeah absolutely i got oh, wow. into, when i was in college uh like in my freshman year of college i really got because i started working at a college radio station i got really heavily into him because this is around the time that he was putting out his his album that he put out last which was um god uh whoa, brain doesn't want to work uh sex and food um and this is this was the album preceding that and uh, man just like besides the context because i love concept albums and i guess you could say in a way this is a mm-hmm. concept album because it deals with there's a general concept or theme yeah but, um and i'm a sucker for those but just every song is different but it's it highlights you know something like great about the genre of indie and especially you know like music that he made and music mm-hmm. that he really likes but yeah man great choice i love this track so much it's so good thank you so do i yeah and um i was gonna actually for people who are wondering i was gonna put necessary evil which is kind of like a track towards the end which is another great mm-hmm. song 
uh, off this album. And you should definitely go check out the whole album. And a reminder to everybody that while you're listening, um, we make a playlist to accompany this because we cannot, we don't have music licensing rights. We cannot put these uh, playlists and play the songs as much as we would like to, like a radio show. Uh, but uh, a playlist uh, for all the songs that we talk about, including the songs that didn't make the cut to be spoken about, but our other five songs that we both picked. Uh, you can find those on available where your podcasts are streaming. So like YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, stuff like that. I uh, just thought I wanted to throw that in yeah, there. Cause there, I forgot, the links, to... the links are always in the, uh, in the description, the episode, distri- the episode description. Yes, sir. So Absolutely. Just click on those and you'll get your, you'll get your playlist. Yes. But go check it out. All right. What's your number one? My number one. Um, it, I didn't have this song on here on this list originally. It was a late minute edition. But when I was looking at indie playlists, because sometimes, especially with this, because again, like I said, this indie's such a huge encompassing uh, genre. Um, and I saw this on a couple and I said, you know what? I could do this. I could put this on here. And I thought it's fitting because this band's about to embark on a massive uh, tour supporting uh, the album. And uh, the song that I'm talking about comes off this album. Uh, And the song I'm talking about is Cowboy Dan by the band Modest Mouse. And this is off of the album The Lonesome Crowded West. Came out in November of 97. Uh, It's it's an old album, but I'll tell you what. It's the oldest song on the list, right? What are you talking about? Is it? It's the oldest song on this list, right? I believe so. Uh, if I look at all the songs that I have, yes, it is mm-hmm. the oldest song on this list. I had a couple of other older songs, but again, they're gonna fit way better into other playlists down the line. Um, like I had like Pixies on here as well, but um, you know, they're gonna that's gonna come up later. Uh, there, mm-hmm. I, I will talk about the Pixies a lot more, but um, but yeah, no, um, this album holds a very special place in my heart um it's a it's an album about uh the midwest it's about kind of like the creation of suburbs and the destruction of the countryside i would say it's about abandoned shopping malls and consumerism it's about um it's about america that's what it's about i would say it's about america in the 90s when you know capitalism was popping the hell off um and there's so many tracks I could pick from this album. Uh, it's an immaculate record. But I chose Cowboy Dan um, because it is it is a journey. It is a musical journey, in my opinion. Now, I know, Jesse, off the top, I know you weren't a huge fan of this. And um, Yeah, this is, my, this is my song that... This is my Marissa Tomei for you. Yes. Um, and I'm interested, is it is it just... Isaac Brock, is it just his vocals or is it something else about the track? No, it's the vocals. Okay, so it's just the vocals. Yeah, I will say um, it took me a couple tries to get into um, Modest Mouse. Same thing with Radiohead. Uh, Vocalists definitely define sometimes a a band for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Isaac Brock, definitely his voice can be grating at times, just like Tom York. But it after a while... Um, it clicks, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I, I would I would say to try and give this song a couple more tries because this song is awesome. It is a song about a cowboy's last days. He is a man who is pining for the past. And um, 
it's you know it, one of my favorite lines from it is uh <laughs> cowboy dan's a major player in the cowboy scene he goes to the reservation drinks and gets mean he goes to the desert fires a rifle in the sky and says god if i have to die you will have to die mm. and it's just like it's a man who is desperate he's on his death you know basically on death's door um the song's kind of divided a, a lot of modest mouth songs are like this but it's kind of divided into two parts so there's this very driving it's got this bass drum um like uh like tambourine type thing it's very minimal on the drums but it is very driving while the the kind of like main riff plays it's very heavy it's very dark but then after the chorus it kind of breaks down into this very soft i want to say ethereal section of the song and um this is my favorite part of the song i get chills listening to this part every time you know what uh it kind of reminds me of what i don't correct me if i'm wrong i think it's primus right or premise um it kind of how do you say the name primus you were primus you were right the first time yeah i don't um i kind of it kind of like there's like that guitar that drones on yeah it just keeps going and going and then sometimes the the vocals kind of they're more talky slash like screamy yeah. type of sound. And it kind of just, it kind of gave me that vibe. Um, not, not in a bad way, uh, but like I, it definitely kind of compared in a way. I, um, I can kind of see it. I think they're two very different bands. Spe- well, specifically with this song, I don't know the rest of their, of Modest Mouse work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably would because they have a song called float on that you know float on all right already we're all float on all right it's literally it's was it's their biggest hit ever like if go get people if you've never heard modest mouse you have most likely heard float on um you've probably heard gravity rides everything because it was uh that was like really their first major hit was used in a bunch of toyota they got licensed for toyota and was used in toyota commercials for like 10 years um and uh also dashboard um and jesse you should go check those out as well but i just i just want to get to this part here um the middle part of the song uh it is tragic it is ethereal it is so sad um and i love it so much because it is it is a man who knows that he is living on borrowed time I don't mean to say that because I have a song called Borrow Time in this playlist, but it's a man who knows that the end is coming, that that things mm-hmm. are changing. Um, standing in the tall grass, thinking nothing, um, you know we need oxygen to breathe. Oxygen to breathe. I just, it's beautiful, beautiful lyrics. And I know that you don't, you maybe don't like the vocal delivery, um, but I would, I would ask you to just, you know, go back maybe. Um and do it while you're driving a car, you know, while you're on a drive. I know you said you have to drive somewhere tomorrow. Um, and I if it's drive back to Staten Island, if you drive back to Staten Island while you're driving to Staten Island. This is definitely a road trip album. And um, I said it has a lot of significance to me. And it does because I when I originally moved out here to Pennsylvania and I was coming out here like a couple days a week to try and find a place to live. Um, and it's a two and a half hour drive from Long Island. I would put this album on because this is a long album. It's 73 minutes long. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's, that's long. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, it's a huge album. Um, but 
yeah, no. Um, and and just listening to songs like this, and basically, it you know, uh, it's definitely a it's a driving album. You should listen to this while you're in the car and driving. Um, that would be definitely, I would say, the first way to get into it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a beautiful song. Um, about somebody who's so stubborn, um, and who thinks that they're worth more than they really are in terms of like the perspective of the universe, and they're not. You know, like we're all just ants on a little rock floating in the middle of a void you know that we could get taken out by fucking anything mm. and I, I think that that's a big that's you know again that existentialism i love that shit and that's kind of kind of can be found in this track but um yeah uh that's all i really have to say about this jesse if you have anything else you'd like to add um you know anything else if you if you've ever heard well, I, any modest I, I mouse kinda, before i kind of said what i uh what i thought throughout your little uh you know talking about it so uh i think i'm i think i'm good on this one all right yeah i'll just wrap this up with saying it is it's a six minute song it might be a controversial pick you might not like it and that's okay go check out other modest mouse songs um because they're a great band and also i also wanted to mention it because they are touring the lonesome crowded west in its entirety for its 25th anniversary and i am hoping i will get my ass to a venue to see this album played live to hear cowboy dan live and also it's going to be the original four piece that modest mouse used to be um mm-hmm. so which is awesome including the original bassist is coming back jeremiah green or drummer jeremiah green but anyway enough about me enough about cowboy dan and his reservation jesse we are here we are at the end and what is your final song that you're going to talk about today my friend all right, so the final song is Mustache by Boy Pablo. Nice. Boy Pablo, I I discovered while uh, listening to an indie playlist, and it was part of like the infinite cycle for uh, for Apple Music, mm-hmm. where you could just press the infinite button and it'll just keep suggesting songs. Yeah. And this one song, which uh, this is the, the name of the album, is called Wachito Rico. Okay. And this song, Mustache, is on that album. I was gonna originally choose uh, "Wachito Rico" uh, as the song because it's a really fun song, uh, half in Spanish, um, half English. Most of his songs have a little Spanish in them. Love that. Uh, even even Mustache does. Love a little flair to it. "Wachito Rico" is um, is handsome boy, if I'm not mistaken. I th- I think that's what the translation is. Oh really? Yeah. And that title song is very much a disco song. I was going to put it on here, but I already had that disco-esque song, so I didn't want to put two in. But with, uh, with Mustache, it's honestly, it's simply about a boy who, who wants to grow a mustache. That is literally the only thing about the song. And the boy Pablo, his name is uh, Nicholas Munzo, I think is how you say it, Munzo. Maybe I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it. Um, but he was uh, he was born as the youngest child uh, with a bunch of brothers and his dad, all uh, being uh, instrumentalists. Uh, and they basically taught him how to play guitar, the drums, bass, piano, all this sort of stuff. He took all that and wrote, recorded, performed, and produced all of his own stuff in his room. Love you know, that. Kind of goes with the flow of everything that we've talked about today. Absolutely. But yeah, there's nothing to the song besides a boy wanting a mustache. I actually translated the um, 
there's a section in the last half of the song mm-hmm. uh, that's all in Spanish, and it basically goes as followed. Uh, Son, when I was a kid, I wanted to have a mustache too. An older guy told me to put wheelbarrow grease on my face and the hairs will come out. I listened to him and filled my face with the black grease, but the mustache reached me when I was 30 and a man. So it's just kind of like a clever song. And yeah, it's just fun, entertaining. Uh, Gabe, what do you what do you think about the song? There's not really much to it. You know, I think you're wrong because, you know, first of all, great choice. Um, I'm I'm haven't listened to a lot of Boy Pablo, uh, and I gotta listen to more of him because I think the song's really fun. He doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, but his stuff is good. What he has, I will say, I want to disagree with you here because I think, and maybe I'm reading into this too much because I didn't really research it a lot. I just listened to it once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know the the wanting of facial hair, being a young mm-hmm. man, I can I can relate to that. Because, oh, I can too. Because you know our dads, you know the adult father figures or grown men in our life, they all have facial hair, right? Mm-hmm. And it's maybe that wanting to grow up and wanting to be as respected or be on the same level as like you know how your dad used to be, or or you know how you saw you want to be the figure that how you saw your father when you were younger if that makes any sense yeah, i mean makes sense. i i have facial hair and it's taken me a long time to even kind of get like a semblance of a beard and have a mustache and like kind of like a i don't want to say a soul patch thing going but like i'm finally getting you you know people don't my friends will know what i look like any random listener is not going to know what i look like but i'm a white man who has a hard time growing a beard um but uh, i mean I've always wanted a full beard because, I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't like the look of my baby face, but also because, you know, we're, we grow up and that's what the manly thing is, is having facial hair, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess in a way it's talking about masculinity uh, a, a little bit. Um, I was reading the comments uh, under the YouTube video for it, and a lot of people mm-hmm. were saying that this moved them to tears. And, um, mm. you know, I don't know if that's like a race, like a race thing, like, you know, specifically, you know, with Spanish men wanting to grow a mustache or something, mm-hmm. but I can see that in terms of being a man, at least, you know, like wanting to have facial hair because that, that might make you feel like you're more of a man than you actually are or something like that. But besides that, um, I love the instruments. I love his guitar tone. It's super jangly and, yeah. um, chorusy Mac DeMarco vibes for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't have much to add. I really need to listen to more boy Pablo. I might be showing my, um, poser. I'm such a fucking poser card here by me not knowing somebody like boy Pablo, but, uh, guess what people? I also don't listen to fucking Phoebe Bridgers either. And I'm not a huge <laughs> fan. So no, but, uh, you know what? I want to pay- piggyback off of what you're saying. Uh, the song is like the, it opens up with him talking about having a dream about a mustache. Yeah. Um, so the, the first lyrics are really fun. It's, I dreamt I had a mustache. It was dope. I looked like I, I looked just like Tom Selleck. Uh, I was happy with myself, but sadly I woke up again. Mm. So, you know, I mean, uh, for everyone who knows Tom Selleck's mustache, it is probably one of the most famous mustaches. Powerful. Uh, 
very very full mustache. Yes, that um, is that is a powerful stash right there. So to to want to have that sort of mustache, I I could uh, get behind. Yeah, and I get behind that too for sure because I think probably I'd say an underlying message under the whole thing would be about like I said about masculinity, maybe yeah. body positivity, stuff that I know I struggle with. You probably struggle with. Mm-hmm. It's and I really like that, and I like that he was able to take. Maybe again, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm again being an asshole, but that's how I kind of read it. And uh, I props on no, him I, for I making, it. making such a fun song that also kind of has like that underlying themes like that. Because I think that 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 honestly is that when you're a musician or any type of artist, and um, you know you're able to kind of play with tone uh and you know you're able to make something that sounds happy but in reality is something serious or sad or something like that i think that's really hard to do without sounding condescending or corny Mm -hmm. and uh i really like that you know he he is able to do that here without it coming off as like i said like it's fun it's funny that whole tom Selleck thing that's funny but also i get that tom Selleck is a that is a man. You think about a man. That's Tom Selleck right there, you know, or like I would say, uh, God, um, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, God, Jesse, help me out. Help me out. I don't know. Oh, I God. The only, Bert, only, the only other mustache. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Okay, you... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the only, the only other mustache that I could think that is, that is very famous or technically infamous is Hitler's mustache, but that's, no, not yeah. Hitler. God, no, that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> Holy shit. Know. God, way to way to ruin it. No, I was saying fucking. Oh God, no, God, you just. I mean, it it is famous. Technically, it's famous. Sure, but it's not powerful. I look at Hitler's mustache and I think, fuck that guy. Yes. So yeah, but no, I think this is a a superb choice, and I'm uh I'm happy that you've given me a boy Pablo introduction because I'm gonna go now and listen to a bunch of boy Pablo and come back yeah I, I I definitely suggest going uh uh with Chito Rico yeah I'll, for your next for your next listen I will check it out well that uh that does episode three yeah episode three is now in the bag Gabe episode three is over everybody and it's a long one today yeah maybe thank we're you for have listening to put some descriptions in uh, so if people want to uh, either just listen to your story uh, or want to come straight for the list, might have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long one. But thank you so much. If you made it to the end, if you listen to the whole thing, we appreciate you and we love you so much. Thank you so much. Jesse, what are we going to be talking about next week, man? Next week's a fun one, Gabe. Next week we're going to be talking about soundtracks from movies. Yes, we are. We're talking about movie soundtracks, and this was a fun list to put together. I'm still kind of tinkering with it, but I think I think everything I've chosen here is probably what's going to be in the final. Now it's just what am I going to talk about from it? That is the question, because yeah. I have a lot of fun picks. And, you know, um, I didn't get to really talk about it, but uh, this just this weekend uh that we're recording um i saw don't worry darling uh with harry styles in it and i'm hoping that you will get to watch it so that we could have a discussion about it because that movie has quite the soundtrack in it as well so yeah i'm excited to listen to that and watch that movie even though it's gotten weird reviews all i'm gonna say is okay i'm just gonna end it like this harry styles 
stick to music. Yeah, I've I've heard that a few times over the past couple of weeks. Sorry to enrage all my fellow Harry's House members out there. Okay, but yeah, all love, peace and love, peace and love, peace and love, Harry, uh, Harry Styles here, peace and love, and uh, I will completely just do music now. Thank you, peace and love. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. I don't know why I froze there. (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. If you want to listen to the songs we discussed as well as other picks for today's episode, a playlist is linked in the description below. Make sure to subscribe, like, rate, and leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram at YSMS underscore podcast. And thank you again for listening to the Your Song, My Song podcast. See you next week.